Welcome to Hello Easton PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi. I'm Mark Nutting, and today I'm here with Michael Kubel of Michael Kubel's Photography. Hi, Michael. Hi. How are you doing? <laughs> Good. Good to have you here. So you're a photographer who's been at this for how many years? You've been. I've been doing photography for close to 30 years now. I started in college. I started in Penn State at the school newspaper. I loved it. I went on. I worked in journalism for about. God, 25 years after that, 17 years at the morning call over here in Allentown. And then as the newspaper industry started to die down, people started to drop off. I decided I finally wanted to go off on my own, which is something I wanted to do for a long time. But I finally took that jump and opened up a studio down here in Easton. So tell me about Michael Kubel photography. What, what kinds of things do you do? I got to say, honestly, when I left the journalism, I wasn't sure what direction I was going to head into. But over the years, I've kind of developed a nice studio business, which mostly consists of uh, corporate work, doing corporate type headshots, events. I do a lot of events for universities. I do a lot of work for hospitals. I'm also starting to try to specialize in doing some types of glamour photographies, people that want a really nice collection of work of themselves to hold on to for a long time, something a little different, something kind of fashion-ish. Yeah. Not only that, you've done some art photography too, correct? Yes. Yeah. I've been also working on my art. I've been uh, selling some stuff in galleries. I have some stuff that's sold on some online galleries. I've been working on a project right now on beaches. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you, do you pick a particular subject when you're doing that and kind of run with it? Like you're saying beaches. So now you're focused on beaches for a particular show or a particular uh, book to put together. Yeah. Generally I got the idea a few years back, actually while on vacation that, you know, the beach, you see it when it's all, you know, busy and hectic, but for the people that live there, you know, you have the before season and after, sure. and I, yeah, and I think they kind of come with different moods. I think there has to be a feeling of anxiety, you know, mm-hmm. as the town is awaiting for this rush of people. Oh, right, I'd say that's probably right. Yeah, from, you know, in Maine, coming from Maine, uh, there are a lot of beach towns, and I've I've heard yeah. from everybody there that it, there's exactly that. You know, there's anxiety. Here they come. Yeah, and, and I was thinking also with that, when the people leave, there's probably relief, but also a little depression and letdown with it. Mm-hmm. So I've been trying to capture that in photographs. Um, I have the project almost complete. I've been working on it for four years now. Yeah, I'm hoping to get a book together, uh, hopefully a gallery show out of it. Yeah, great. Yeah. So uh, let's jump back for people listening. I mean, Michael's done my headshots, and I was really pleased with those. And you've actually did uh, a friend of mine's headshots and and uh so you do headshots you do the corporate events Mm -hmm. Uh, you say you're talking breaking into this glamour photography talk a little bit more what that is and what sort of draws you in that direction well you know this is a concept i've had for a while to put together 
kind of almost a fashion book of people, something where they could have a variety of portraits of themselves, you know, that have different looks. Mm -hmm. Kind of, honestly, what I've been thinking of it like is the boudoir photography, but clothed. Oh, you know, yeah. we're, we're not going risque. But no, we're going... somebody that wants glamour, but something that you don't have to keep locked away that you could actually <laughs> have out. And, right. you know, if your grandmother comes over, you don't need to yeah, stash it somewhere. I don't bring those pictures out very often, but yeah, yeah I, I hear you. Exactly. And uh, because I, I love photographing people. I mean, mm -hmm. part of that's from journalism. For years, I've been taking friends and saying, hey, let's go out and take photos in different situations, different lighting. But I'd like to offer that to people that don't get a chance to have that done, that right. don't get to be the star or don't get to be the fashion model. And, you know, people are beautiful. And, you know, I just want to right. bring that out in them. Yeah. No, that's great. I mean, I, I think everybody needs to feel it. We, we have to have the confidence of, of we can look, you know, good. I mean, these, these here's our best day. I look really pretty good on my best day. Yeah. Uh, but to have that record is also great. Everybody likes to have some of those in their bank so to speak. Exactly. And I love when I photograph somebody and they're, you could see they're really confident that you brought afterwards, that you brought out something in them that they didn't know they had. Sure. It's such a great feeling yeah. when somebody says, oh, you made me look great. You yeah. Know, yeah. So on the other part of that, I mean, you know, you have the lighting, you have the cameras, you have all that. The uh, As far as makeup and hair and all that, you hire somebody to come in here and do that? Yes. I mean, that's, that's the plan with these. I haven't really gotten this glamour project going yet, but yeah. I'd like to offer up hair and makeup to the people and really, you know, make a session out of them. Yeah. yeah. Oh, great. So, you know, when I ask the people in the, you know, talking to business owners, where do you see yourself in five years? Where do you see Michael Kubel photography in five years? What would you like to be doing in five years? You know, my whole life is going to be taking pictures. Yeah. I would love to have this glamour and take off because I like working one-on-one -on -one with individuals. See, that's the, the big problem with me in photography, honestly, is there's a lot of different things I could do, and right. I love them all. Yeah, I love journalism when I was doing it. I really like the interaction with people, so I want to grow that more. Right. I also want to focus more on art, and my art is a lot different than the other aspects of photography. I mean, everything I've done to this point even the journalism, the glamour I mentioned, the headshots, mm -hmm. that's all dealing with people. My art, I deal a lot more with structures, forms. Even if people are in it, they're more a part of the situation than the central right. focus. Less about, less about person, yeah. people focused, and, and more about the surrounding exactly. you know, so, environment. So honestly, in five years, I still want to be right here in the studio I'm in. Yeah. I just would like to see the business expanded a bit. Sure, yeah. Okay, let's let's cut away from your business for a while and uh, let's talk about you, Michael Kubel. Okay. Sure. Uh, history. Are, are you? You're not from Easton. No, I'm pretty much from Easton. I, we've lived here since I was seven years old. Oh, okay. You are an Easton. Yeah, the family. I mean, I'm an Eastonian. I mean, I was I was actually born up in Carbondale in the Slate Belt, but we were living in Central Pennsylvania at mm -hmm. the time in Lock Haven. Then we moved here when I was a small. Child, so I've seen Easton since the you know seventies expand. I went to uh, Easton School District up until about eighth grade, and then I switched over to Notre Dame for high school. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I went away for a while. Went to Penn State for college. Traveled the world a little bit. Worked a couple newspaper jobs. 
didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. So I moved back home to take a few courses at Moravian College and figure it out. At that point, I thought I might want to get away from photography. And within a few months, I was freelancing at the morning call, and then I got a job there. So they got right back into yeah. it rather than away from it. Uh, you, you slid across this, yeah. lived, lived out of the country. So uh, tell me about that. Yeah, well, uh, I left Penn State and had my first job working at a really tiny newspaper in Danville, Pennsylvania. It was a six-day-a-week afternoon paper. I was the only photographer. It was mm. a small town and kind of burned out in the process of that a little bit. So uh, we had some good friends from Thailand. Uh, their daughter stayed with my family while she was finishing up high school and then through college. She's like a sister to me. Yeah. Uh, she moved back to Thailand for a while. She's here now again. And uh, But I had the opportunity to go over there. So I lived with her family between her and her mother for about a year and just wandered around Bangkok. Wow. Uh, and how was that whole experience? It was incredible. I mean, it was just seeing a whole different culture, a whole different lay of, way of life. Yeah. Uh, well, well, you mean she, she came to stay with you. I mean, mm -hmm. not unlike we actually had a Chinese student who lived with us for three years while he was going to high school. Yeah. Uh, so it's one thing to experience them in your home environment. Uh, what was, when you when you see different cultures, I mean, was it, this was the first time over overseas, yes. uh, other than being in Europe once or twice. Okay, but but yeah. you go you to someplace completely different, and what does that? How does that change you? Uh, I mean, it gives you a really different view of the world. You see poverty in a way you haven't seen it before. You've seen over there riches as well in the way you haven't it really makes you get different connections to people. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I didn't, I spent almost no time in the tourist areas when I was there, except a rare right. trip or two. Yeah. So I was walking around the streets, getting to know people. I was walking through a lot of poor areas where, you know, it's fairly, it's fairly safe over there. I felt confident, but you know, the, I, I was the only white person. A lot of those people right. have really sure. been in contact with. So, you know, they were, a lot of the kids were curious, so I'd always had some nice interactions with them, even though we couldn't speak the same language. Yeah, I was going to ask you about the language, but. Yeah, I I was able to speak a little bit of Thai. I could say basic readings. Yeah. I knew numbers, which really helps getting around. For sure. Yeah, yeah, and a few basic phrases, but, you know, a lot of pointing, a lot of pantomime. I'm sure. I yeah. made a lot of interesting connections with that, too. I can think it's, you know, um, how old were you then? I was in my probably early 20s, probably about 24, 25, yeah. yeah. I think, you know, Jackson's just turning 22 and Andy in 24, mm -hmm. and we're heading to Tokyo yeah. for um, eight days. And this, you know, they've been to, they've been to Paris before, and yeah. uh, they've been to the south of France, but this will be something a little different. Mm -hmm. And I think it does, I think travel does change you, and I think it gives you a, a broader perspective of people in general and, mm -hmm. and society. Uh, so I'm looking forward to taking them, but I mean, I, I'm, I'm sure you look back on that fondly and uh, as kind of a life moment. Yeah, it, it definitely was. And I, I really want to get back there. I mean, I know the city has changed a lot since I was there. Yeah. You know, I learned a lot about getting around on my own, you know, getting around those places on and, my own. Yeah, and that, that's a confidence builder. I mean, if I can go to a different country and get around on my own, that's that's big stuff. Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, 
God, I was seeing a girl at the time while I was there, and she called me one night. Hey, do you want to meet us at a club across town? And I had the confidence, like, yeah, I could get across town on my own. And yeah. I, you know, right? I mean, it's a real, you know, confidence builder. Yeah, yeah, great. Yeah. I'm just looking down the. Uh, oh, the, the little note here. You photographed presidents. Yes, I have. Uh, seven, in fact. Mm-hmm. Okay, how did that come about? Most mostly were from journalism. Yeah. Uh, one uh, a little bit before that, my first one was uh, Bush Senior when I was at Penn State. Our the football coach was very much involved in the campaign, so I got just a random opportunity to photograph him. And then through the course of working at the morning calls for through different events, I got to meet a lot of presidents. I was uh, had a brief one on one moment with Obama where I had you know. A few minutes to photograph him. Wow, and, uh, that's that's impressive. Yeah. Well, I mean, all being able to photograph any of them is impressive. But yeah. that's great. A couple of them were post. I photographed Carter when he spoke up here at Lafayette. Mm-hmm. I uh, got to. Well, I photographed Clinton, uh, Clinton a few times. One was just at a Super Bowl. I was covering. He oh, right. Was yeah. walking through there as part of a fundraiser. But yeah. Was, Michael, tell me about your family. Uh, my family. Well, I've been. Uh, Married for 17 years now. 17 right. years. I have uh, two children. Uh, my daughter is 14. My son is eight. He's a great kid. He's nonverbal, so he's a little bit of a challenge, but a sure. really bright kid. Yeah. He's been diagnosed with autism. So, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so they keep me busy. We have a cat, which the kids love. In catching up. Is there something that we didn't talk about, about your photography, your business, um, or photography in general that you might want to throw out there uh, for the audience? I'm trying to think. Uh, I think the main thing people don't realize, especially in business, is how important good photography is, how important the lighting is in photography, especially in portraits. I see so many bad headshots out there. Mm-hmm. And that's why I like doing things. And a lot of people have the ability or have, you know, friends with the ability to take pictures, but they don't have that experience to see the subtle things mm-hmm. that really make the difference in a good photograph, the backgrounds, the lighting, and there's so much that goes into it. You know, the uh, there were days, I mean, I, I used to have an improvisational theater company. And uh, I would audition people and put up audition notices and people would send in headshots, you know, along with their their resume and looking through the headshots where it was, I mean, you'd find some great ones and you just go, oh my, what were they thinking with this headshot? And, you know, just the worst, some of them, some were so amazingly bad and people not even realizing. And then there were the ones where it's just a subtle thing that made all the difference. Yeah, you know whether it was lighting or just an eye, you know, a, a connection to the camera or whatever that was. Yeah. So there's a lot that actually goes into the the subtle art of photography. Yeah. I know everybody, yeah. everybody, you know, these days, you know, if you have an iPhone or an Android, mm-hmm. you have a camera on yeah. you the whole time, and a lot of people are taking a lot of pictures and and uh, you know, sometimes it's, it's just like if you take a billion pictures, one is going to be okay. Yeah. So just look, let the shutter shutter fly. Uh, yeah. but, but it is, if you want to take it more seriously, there, there's a lot to learn. How do you go about learning that stuff? You know, uh, 
there's a level that could be taught. Are you talking about me or for somebody? Oh, no, I mean, yeah. you, you could go ahead and tell, tell us how you learned. And then I mean, you've had a lot of experience, so some yeah. of it probably on the road. But tell us how you learned those subtleties and where other people might learn. I mean, the, the thing is, first of all, you got to learn the basics. You need to learn lighting. You need to know the theory behind it. You need to know, you know, learn composition. These are things you could learn. Then from that, it, there are things that you're only going to pick up through instinct, and the only way you could get that is really from doing it and doing a lot of it. Yeah. I mean, some people get lucky and just pick things up, you know, quick or have a natural ability, but mostly it's putting in time and getting critiques. If you don't have somebody telling you, because everybody's going to look at their photos and say, look at this lovely picture I took. And all your friends go, yeah, that's great. Exactly, and, yeah. You know, you need a, a, another eye to look at it, you know, with a, a critical eye to look at it and kind of go, well, okay. Exactly. Not bad, but here's what you could have done. Yeah, and you need to you need to take classes. You need to be taught. Yeah. You need to have some of that. And that's where I was kind of going. You're going, okay, formal classes. Yeah. Yeah. And you need to be humble, too, because if... You know, everybody needs a moment where they think they're the greatest in the world to push them on. Yeah. But if you yeah. don't get humble after that, you're never going to get good. I mean, I don't do, like, I don't really do formal teaching, but I love teaching people. Sure. Like, yeah. I love having a student, a little protege, somebody that wants to learn, you know. Yeah. Tagging along. But, I mean, that's what it takes. And, you know, the sad thing is right now, there's a lot of, people out there that even say, hey, I'm a professional photographer that just hang up a shingle, but sure. you know, the quality yeah. just isn't there. And right. it's a tough industry now because there's so many people doing it. And well, I you know, it's you know, we're we're kind of a gig society these days. And uh it I think that that Everybody is is an entrepreneur, and everybody th thinks I can do this, and everybody puts their name out there. I mean, it's everything from personal training to mm -hmm. you know to photographer to artist to whatever it might be. You know, people are just you know going, I'll do this and charge money for it, and and then you know when you look, you're looking for somebody, you need a photographer. Mm -hmm. uh, there are a billion names out there, yeah. so it, it does get harder to do that, and and unfortunately, a lot of people just go with the the monetary. Okay, who's cheapest? Mm -hmm. And you know, if you're buying, you're, you're choosing based on price, then you're also really choosing based on experience too. Yeah, you know, because the more experienced, you know, has the subtleties under their belt, has has the ability to get the shot you're looking for. Um, and it, it's you know, it's one thing to get okay shots, but you know, to get that one you, you, where you look at and go, oh yeah, that's that's a nice picture. Yeah. Uh, but even as you're talking about the the glamour shots to have that shot I mean, you know not just have somebody dressed up and oh you look nice and here's a, a you know a, a polaroid of <laughs> of that yeah. but to have it have it shot well too is important yeah so uh yeah so that's you know and of course you know, you know with my focus on business the business aspect mm -hmm. of things it's always that niche thing too yeah. is you know if you it's one thing to be able to do everything. It's another thing to be to be focused on one area in particular, and really saying this is where I own this, you know, yeah. market. Uh, that was me talking a lot. <laughs> okay, that was great. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I meant. Yeah. Well, okay. I, you know, I guess that's good that I, yeah. I figured that out with you. There are a lot of courses online these days, and and 
it, it's probably a valid way to do that. But you're still looking for the the you you know we were talking about having like yeah. a lot of people you know photographers out there. Just as many people are putting their shingle up and saying, "I, I teach photography." Exactly. Yeah. You know, That's so you true. still have to be able to weed through that. How does one know who they should be learning from? You know, it's you know, on, online is a good place to get a start. You know, there's a lot of things online that could teach you the basics, but you really need that one-on-one -on -one interaction. But we're not talking degrees. We're talking no. about particular courses. Or yeah, trying to think of where people could go to get education i know the community college offers courses they have excellent well it's northampton here but a lot of community colleges have good courses where you could get a one-on-one -on -one, mm -hmm. you know teacher to critique you right i'm not really sure honestly no, that, that's a, okay. yeah that's a fair answer i mean you don't need to know um you have been in the business forever yeah. And, you know, you pick up things all every job you take, you, you learn a little bit more. Exactly. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. I mean, I know there's workshops out there. Occasionally I would go to workshops or courses. Here's here's I guess here's the question for me. Is there going back to a billion people teaching photography? How yeah. would you know if somebody was really qualified to do that? You know, I mean, you know, as an as like an, an artist, you know, you. There are a lot of artists that have no formal training, and how are they? How do you know that they're capable of teaching that? You know, it's the tough thing. You really got to look at the person's portfolio. So it's really looking at their work, their own work. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's so many people out there that now, especially they, you know, have a big internet president presence or they're influencers or whatever you right. call them. And right. I'm always thinking, like, yeah, but show me your work. I mean. I just saw somebody, you know, selling a course on how to edit photos in a certain way. And I looked at their results and they're horrible. I know they're selling, but, sure. you know, yeah. you need to basically find photos, see, okay, I like these, they look good. That's what I want. And, you know, unless you have the resources to go to, you know, a local college or, mm -hmm. you know, that type of thing, yeah. because you do have to. I mean, it's important to learn the basics when you're getting started. Whatever you're going to do beyond there, like what did you know? What did they say? Picasso could paint a perfect still life, so you got to know the rules before you could break them. So sure, it's important yeah. to learn them. Right. Well, thank you for being here, Michael, and I look forward to seeing your beaches series of shots. Thank you. I enjoyed being here. Okay, this is Mark Nutting. Thank you for being with us. Thanks for listening to Hello Easton PA. This is Mark Nutting, hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.